Hello and welcome to Spirit Life Applied, episode 30. What's a wife to do? We're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. I'll read in the New King James and then I'm going to go and read in the Amplified Version. It says, Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Amplified says, Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject. Be submissive and adapt yourselves to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church himself the Savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands. So let's look at the meaning of the word submission. The first verse says submitting to one another in the fear of God. And then the second says wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Let's look at Um, The Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary, it says, Voluntary submission is voluntary placement of oneself under the authority and leadership of another. Submission is taught in the context of various relationships. In divinely ordained relationships, submission enables a unique Christian harmony based on God's good design. You know, I heard it once said that um, submission can be broken into two parts and you can uh, interpret it as the word sub means under and mission is clear that it's, it's a divine or maybe not a divine, but just a, a plan or a calling, or um, a destiny. So we are coming under the plan or the destiny of another when we submit. We are aligning ourselves, adapting to another person's mission in life when we submit. So we're called to do that in the body of Christ to one another because we all have a similar purpose and calling so we submit to each other in love and in the fear of God it means out of reverence for God is as unto the Lord and then in the home Paul begins an instruction here of what it what a Christian home looks like and you know what the culture of today is not anything like what God's culture is you know the Bible has its own culture And we need not look to the world to define what our roles are in society. We need to look to the Word of God because that's the instruction manual for how we do life. So let's let's find ourselves in a good place. First of all, submitting to the leadership and being obedient to the Word of God by looking at the Word of God to find out how it is we're supposed to walk out what a Christian home looks like. So in verse 22, wives submit to your own husbands. 
You know, the wife is given the God-appointed task of helping and submitting. And today we're going to be reading some uh, different commentaries. I'm using the Fire Bible, the Complete Biblical Library, and another one called Hard Sayings of the Bible. So I'll be referring to some of these as I teach throughout this episode. It says, The wife is given God-appointed task of helping and submitting. The meaning of submit is, is not referring to a strict sense of obedience or one that is domineering, but it's never used in Scripture. It's never used to be abusive. It's never meant that way in Scripture. Uh, it's her God-given duty to her husband it, to love. Titus 2 and 4 teaches us this. 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2 talks about being uh, being an assistant to having respect. Genesis 2, 18 teaches us how that Eve was made from the rib of Adam and a companion to be a helper, to walk, come alongside. The wife's role is to be pure. You can look up Titus 2 and 5 and 1 Peter 3 and 2. To be submissive. Look up verse 22 of 1 Peter 3 and 1 Peter 3 and 5 as well. So we want to develop a gentle and quiet spirit according to 1 Peter 3 and 4. And be a good mother according to Titus 2 and 4. And also caretakers of our homes. 1 Timothy 2.15. 1 Timothy 5.14 and Titus 2 and 5. So it talks about submitting to our husband as to the Lord. You know, God has your back. To you uh, wives out there, let me just say to you, you can't go wrong when you obey God and trust Him to have your back. Sometimes we're going to come across situations in our marriage where we don't think the same as our husband. You know, there's there's a male and female um, anatomy, and it applies to the brain as well. Many times we think opposite, and so... Um, we have to to sometimes accept what our husband's leadership wants us to do and we may not we may not totally agree we may think oh that's not the way i would do it but as a wife that's submitting to her husband as to the lord doesn't mean that you're you're submitting to your husband as himself, but as to the Lord. You're serving God when you submit to your husband because you're fulfilling the role that he has called you to. And sometimes that means that we don't always agree or understand completely. It doesn't mean that we can't voice our opinion. It doesn't mean that we can't um, have some disagreement on some things. But it means that in the end, we're on the same team. And we put ourselves in a position of agreement. We work together to resolve the issues. 
and we love each other enough that we're willing to not make it such an issue that would separate us. This is how <laughs> this is how the marriage in the kingdom of God will survive because we will choose to obey God rather than our own opinion or ways or or selfish desires and in the end God has your back. That's really what I I feel like I need to make clear today is is we can trust God. When we obey his word, we crucify that old nature and we just say, God, I'm going to trust you to do what's right. He can turn things around. And you'll be surprised to see when maybe you, maybe you feel like, you know, there's certain things that you don't agree with and that you would do differently. Just go ahead and give it to God and watch him do miracles on your behalf. Or help you to be the one that changes. He'll he'll do one way or the other. He'll work it out. You can trust him. So Paul is has been teaching us through these scriptures of how to treat each other in the body of Christ. The whole uh, context of the scriptures before teaches us about submitting to each other, about uh, edifying each other, being tender-hearted towards each other. And it carries over onto into the marriage in an even deeper level. And we become a picture of Christ and the church. You know, in, in the verses uh, 23 and 24, the husband is the head of the wife as also Christ is the head of the church. This speaks right here of uh, the connectivity. It says... Uh, he's the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as a church is subject to Christ, so let wives be their own husbands in everything. So he's saying there is a connectivity from the husband and the wife. Genesis 2 teaches us that God looked at man. He said, it's not good that he's alone, and I'm going to make him a helpmeet. And he took Adam, put him to sleep, and he gave him a woman from his side to be at his side to help him in every uh, part of his life and be a constant source of uh, strength and companionship, of love and tenderness. Someone that would look at her husband and say, Whatever you're doing, I want to support it. That's coming under the mission of another. So there's a beautiful picture here, though, of how we as a Christian couple reflect Christ and the church. Our husbands reflect the role of Christ, and we reflect the role of the church, the body of Christ. And we'll talk next week more about how that your husband's role, how he is to treat that wife. And this week we're going to look at our role in submission to the husband and how that uh, it's a beautiful picture of the Christ in the church. So we're to be subject to our husbands as the church is subject to Christ. And we can set an example and then know that God is watching out for us because 
He's faithful. He honors us and our choices when we obey His Word. And sometimes we are going to be uh, feeling like, you know, I wouldn't do this this way. You know, <laughs> As if I was a leader, I wouldn't do it. Well, God wants us to find a way. Not that we can't ever speak our mind, but that we would be uh, in agreement and come under the mission of and find a way to be supportive in our role as a Christian helpmate. So we're going to go down and look a little bit further here and see the final argument for the validity of a radically new self-submission of wife to husband is now given as the church submits to Christ. So also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. What is the nature of the church's submission to Christ? It's freely assumed in humble response to his self-giving sacrificial servanthood and his continuing empowering and nurturing presence. What a beautiful picture it is. The church's submission to Christ has nothing to do with external control or coercion. For the life and the ministry of Jesus demonstrates uncompromisingly his rejection of power over others. Think about that. When Jesus came, he didn't try to assert himself and force people to serve him. He he taught by serving others. He, he healed people. He ministered to their needs. He broke bread, provided their needs. He washed the disciples' feet. It doesn't mean that he didn't exercise his authority. And there were times he did rebuke, especially those who were religious and thought they had it all together. But I, what I am saying here is there's a picture here that we can see that Jesus submitted himself to the things around him, allowing the people and the circumstances of the times and the days to put him in a place where he was persecuted, where he was mistreated, where he was misunderstood. This is the nature of Christ, and we all in the body of Christ need to learn from this example and trust God the Father who watches over us and keeps us in every way. So we're going to look at a, another example that I, I just want to share with you today. I apologize for the noise in the background. I just want to share with you today uh, an example of my own personal experience. When I was younger in the ministry... Uh, we would uh, have music, and my husband plays the piano, and we, we would sing. And before we were married, I would sing solos, and I always sing the lead part, and I didn't have a lot of experience at harmonizing. But it came to the point that I really needed to learn to harmonize. And um, so I just I began to work on that and pray that God would help me. And I remember um, the Lord really, you know, helped me to, to start to hear the parts. And I, I began to work at that. And I, I remember one day standing and, and trying to practice singing with my husband. 
And I was watching him and watching his, uh, when he would come in on the words and make sure I was singing in unison with him. And I'll never forget how God spoke to me about harmonizing. And he said, you know, as you're, I'm teaching you how to harmonize in the physical, I want you to do this in the spiritual realm as a wife, to be attentive to what I've called him to do, to walk alongside him, make sure your timing is matching with his. You're speaking the same words and the same thing. Be so unified that you have the same message. You know, um, there was such a beautiful picture God showed me of how harmonizing in song is like harmonizing in life with your husband. You, you take a, a little quieter position. It's complementary to and strengthens the overall um, production of what you're doing when you harmonize. It comes in at the same moments and timing is the timing is the same. The words are in unison, in agreement. But yet there is a little difference between the melody and the harmony. And it was such a good picture for me to help me see that God has called me to a place that I can put my husband up in a, in a manner that edifies him, gives him more uh, encouragement, causes him to be backed up with my support in the philosophy of his calling and the ministry that he's called to. And even if it's not, you know, in the, if, you, if your husband is out in the world, there's still so much support that you can offer to your husband and give him the, uh, the bolstering that he needs, the, uh, if that's a good word, the, the encouragement that he needs. It will strengthen him and give him confidence to do even better. You, we need to build each other up. And when we come alongside and we learn to harmonize in these relationships, it can be a beautiful production and it can be a great picture of Christ and the church to the world. It shows the world that the unity and the spirit of what God's ways are for the family is the answer for society. And God um, wants what's best for us at all times, and He always moves in respect to working through the first institution he ever created, the family. And he wants us to be an example and reflection of that. I hope this podcast has helped you today and just ministered to you as a wife. Next week we'll discuss uh, the role of the husband, and I believe it will bless you and give you much encouragement.